Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for the servants of Jesus Christ. I'm Andrew Cook. I'm pleased that you could join me. Christian Basics, John Hall with more on the death and resurrection of Christ. Here on Serving Today, we're thinking about the Bible's teaching on the death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. We've discovered that his death was for the salvation of sinful people. Now, that all sounds quite wonderful, but how can we be sure that it really is effective? Why was the death of Jesus acceptable to God so that sinners can be forgiven? Well, Derek French asked Dr John Hall to give us some biblical reasons that answer this very question. It is important for us to be clear on this, to know that Christ truly is sufficient to save us. Christ's death was acceptable to God for sinners for four reasons. He is God the Son. He is sinless. He had none of his own sin to pay for. He is the perfect high priest. He is the perfect mediator. And we're going to look at these in turn. No man, it says, can offer a ransom which is ever enough for another man. It says that in Psalm 49, verses 7 and 8. But Jesus, fully a man, was also God from heaven and therefore was able to offer a sufficient sacrifice to secure that eternal redemption spoken of in Hebrews 9 and verse 14. He also, as a man, was suited to the task. He fitted the sacrificial pattern of the Old Testament. He was without sin. He was the Lamb of God, without defect or blemish. And as a man, he is the perfect high priest. A priest is someone who represents men before God. And he's also a mediator. A mediator comes and makes an offering to God on behalf of those he represents. In the Old Testament, Aaron and his descendants were high priests who once a year were able to go into God's presence to offer sacrifice for their own sins and the sins of the people. Their ministry and sacrifices were ineffective because they died and they were sinners. But they pointed to Jesus, who lives forever and has offered a real sacrifice, which is effective, which lasts forever and truly saves. And Derek is going to read a section of the New Testament, Hebrews seven, twenty-three to 28, which indicates all that I've just said. Now there were many of those priests, since death prevented them from continuing in office. But because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Therefore he is able to save completely those who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Such a high priest meets our need, one who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners, exalted above the heavens. Unlike other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priests men who are weak, but the oath which came after the law 
appointed the son who has been made perfect forever. Oh, I want you to see, listener, how glorious this is. The Lord Jesus lives forever. Therefore, it says he is able to save completely those who come to God through him. Now, listener, you must make sure that you've done that. The only way to come to God is through him. And he's able to save you completely, to the uttermost, to the very end. He's able to do everything that you as a sinner need to be made right with God. He always lives to plead for his people. He's exactly the sort of priest that we need. Someone that's pure, exalted, powerful. He has no sins. He sacrificed for sins once for all, once and only once. Just that one death on the cross, never, never to be repeated again. It's remembered, but never repeated. It also goes on to describe this glorious death in Hebrews 9, verses 11 to 14. And Derek's going to read that to us now. When Christ came as high priest of the good things that are already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not man-made, that is to say, not a part of this creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, But he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more, then, will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God. There you see why his death is acceptable. He, God the Son, fully a man, died on the cross. He offered himself to God and it was by his blood that our sins were taken away, that an eternal redemption was secured. And so he's able to save. He is both the high priest and the sacrifice, the all-sufficient and acceptable saviour, an eternal Redemption is ours. It lasts now until the end of the world. It lasts forever and forever. It's sufficient for every sinner that comes to God in whatever day or generation he chooses to come to God. So we've seen that he is God the Son, that he is truly a sinless man, that he is a high priest, And fourthly, we're going to look at the fact that he's the only mediator. A mediator simply means someone who is a go-between, the axe between men and God. And he's able to do that because of his death and high priestly role. And Derek's going to read to us now from 1 Timothy 2 and verse 5. Yes, this is a very important verse, isn't it? It is. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all men, the testimony given in its proper time. One mediator, Christ Jesus, one go-between between God and men. Mary, saints, so-called human priests, are not mediators. They cannot be. They need salvation like the rest of us, as they are all sinners needing salvation. Even that godly woman Mary, who in her song, describes God as my saviour. She saw she needed salvation like the rest of us. Only Christ is the mediator. He alone is perfect. He alone is suitable. And as we have seen in Hebrews 7, he meets our needs. We need no other. 
We must put no other in his place. He's the unique and only mediator. John, what other items are there which will help us to understand why the Lord's death was acceptable by God on behalf of sinners? Well, Derek, he kept the law. God's standards never change. He wants perfect compliance to his word, to his law, and Jesus did that. He kept the law, and so sinners in Christ are seen as having kept the law in him. He is and was sinless. There was no breaking of the law in his life. Let's read Galatians 4 and verse 4. But when the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive the full rights of sons. You see, he lived under the law and he kept the law. John, why was his law-keeping so important? Well, the penalty for breaking the law is death. And he needed to fully keep it in order to die for lawbreakers, or he would have had to die for his own sins and not been able to die for ours. Mm. But God also demands not just the sin, our sin, to be dealt with, but he looks for in us a perfect righteousness, a perfect law-keeping. For any sinner to enter heaven in his own strength, it demands absolute perfection from birth to death, fully loving God with all your heart, soul and mind, and loving your neighbour as yourself, never having an evil thought, never having a rebellious thought before God. When I say that to people, when I'm visiting them on the doors, doing evangelism, they often say, well, if that's the standard God demands, no one can get to heaven. And exactly, no one can, trusting in themselves. But the Lord Jesus fully kept the law. And those who trust in him are viewed as having kept the law and therefore, in union with Christ, can enter heaven. That's why his law-keeping was important. So... As we are sinners, then we ourselves can't. How does this perfect law-keeping of Jesus actually benefit us as sinners? As we have said, he both paid the price that the sinner's law-breaking demanded, and he also enables the sinner to be accounted righteous in his sight. Derek's going to read for us now Galatians three thirteen and 14. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. He took the curse of the law so that we might go free. Be sure that you have the faith, your faith, placed in Christ alone and not in anything else. John, we often read, particularly in the New Testament, that believers have eternal life how does the death of jesus gain eternal life for every sinner who trusts in him he does everything necessary to merit or earn it for the sinner who trusts in him we need merit from no one else and nowhere else indeed no one else can offer merit we can't do it ourselves we can't trust in other people's merit only christ has the righteousness needed only he meets god's standard no one else has ever done or can ever do. And so it's very important that you be sure that you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ 
and in no one else. Derek's now going to read to us from Romans 10 and verse 4. Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. He fully kept the law. He is righteous and all who trust in him are accounted righteous and therefore live. He merits for them eternal life. Remember that text in 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, the great exchange. He took our sins and we take his righteousness. It says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Finally, because of who he is and what he has done, God gives eternal life to those who are in Christ. Perhaps you could read for us, Derek, Romans 6 and verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. And so, listeners, I keep repeating, be sure you are by faith trusting in Jesus Christ as your Lord, and God gives you then eternal life. And that's all we have time for here on Serving Today. This is Andrew Cook saying goodbye, and may God bless you. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.